Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, March 13th, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Lozan, and welcome to Manager Tools. If you're an old hand at Manager Tools, Mark and I would like to thank you. We truly appreciate your continued support and sticking with us. If you're a new listener, welcome. Manager Tools is a weekly podcast focused on providing specific behaviors and actions that you can perform each day to improve your management effectiveness. Last week, we covered the first part of our late-stage coaching model review, essentially a model for how to change the poor behaviors of a subordinate. As a quick review, Mark outlined the six steps in the model. One, feedback. Two, systemic feedback. Three, one-on-one performance discussion. Four, coaching. Five, formal performance discussion and notification. And six, coaching within your corporate process. Now, last week we covered in detail steps one and two, feedback and systemic feedback. Today we'll get into the details of the last four steps. So, let's pick up the conversation from where we left off last week. Okay. So now you've done systemic feedback. Um, what happens at the one-on-one? Is, is it become a topic, a regular topic of the one-on-one, or is it? Yeah. Now this is good. You know, you might. I find Mike that the more I talk about performance, the better things go. And so I, I just make it a habit. It's that old thing that we talk about feedback: the difference between breathing and holding your breath. Um, so from that perspective, I might very well have talked about how things are going several times in my one-on-ones over the previous 8, 10, 12 weeks, okay? But if, in fact, I've given a couple of pieces of systemic feedback now, I've given, you know, who knows, 15 to 20 to 30 bits of individual uh, instant instance feedback, if you will, um, then, then, then we need to have, then we need to go to step three, uh, and that is a one-on-one performance discussion. Um, hopefully, we're hoping that that um, our feedback and our systemic feedback gets us where we need to go. But as we, as we've said before on on shows, hope is not a method. Um, but um, if you need to, it's really simple. All, all this is is that you are going to make your agenda item during your weekly one on one about their continued failure to perform. Um, and and it, it really. Is, Fairly straightforward, um, but but let's be clear about the four things you're accomplishing. Um, you're stating for the record, um, and, and by the way, this is not the first time you will have taken notes. I, I probably would have made some notes in one-on-ones before about instances of feedback. I certainly would have written down the systemic feedback that I delivered in the one-on-ones previously. Um, but this is a unique one in that it, while it's no more documentation than anything else I write down in a one-on-one, it is a checkpoint, if you will. Um, in my mind, it's sort of where the clock starts ticking in terms of the difference between just regular feedback and we're going to take a step forward. Okay, um, And there are four things we're trying to accomplish. One, we're reconfirming that they're not performing up to standards. We are creating, as I said, uh, number two, we're creating a key documentation point. Uh, although we're not doing any special documentation, we're not finding a form on the web, we're just writing some notes on a one-on-one form, that's it. We're asking for comments of, of any nature to explain how the, the performance issue, and then we're asking for ideas about how they can improve their performance, just like we did with feedback and systemic feedback. I've said it a hundred times, I'll say it a thousand more in my lifetime. 
feedback and coaching and performance is about the employee. It's not about the manager. And we want them, they own their behavior, we don't. And all we can do is encourage, and for that matter, discourage <laughs> ineffective performance. Um, but it sounds something something like this. Um, Jan, you know, it's time to talk about your performance lately. It's not, this is not one of those conversations I love to have. But on the other hand, I'm very comfortable having it from the standpoint of talking about it as better than not. I've given you quite a bit of feedback lately regarding the timing of projects, the fact that we're missing deadlines, and that costs us money. Um, and it costs us resources that could be applied in terms of opportunity cost elsewhere. And also, I've given you quite a bit of feedback regarding how you handle, what, how your relationships with people deteriorate when deadlines become an issue. And, and I feel like there are, I have concerns regarding your ability or willingness to change. And if things continue, it's really going to significantly hurt you in the annual review. And, and I, I'm concerned. Um, so talk to me a little bit about whether, you know, is my concern valid in your mind? What, how do you feel you've been addressing it? Because I don't see enough change. And, I, and I've just, I'm just going to ask her for input on her performance. Um, and then after that, I'm going to say, well, let's talk about, you know, am I missing something that's affecting this that I'm unaware of? Is there something going on at home? Is there something going on um, outside of work that you want to know with family? Is everybody well? Uh, you don't have to talk to me about that stuff. But if there is something outside of work that's affecting it, I want to know so that I can consider that as I work with you going forward, because my goal is to help you be effective. Okay. And and this takes place in a single one-on-one, or is this uh uh, uh, on your agenda for the one on one for a period of well, time. Well, th- this particular instant, this docu- th- this moment is documented as one one on one. On the other hand, it is now you are now changing. You now essentially hand over your portion of the one on one to primarily talking about her performance. Oh, I see. Okay, that's 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 kind of a key distinction there. That the one on one becomes a performance discussion yes. every week. Yeah, and, and okay. a way to think about it is you, you documented here, and now you're saying, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit like a dog with a bone. I'm not letting go of this because if I let go of this, if I don't pay attention to this, it, end up, it could end up being that I have to let go of you, and I don't want to do that. So um, we're going to talk about your performance every week, uh, talk about Jan's performance every week. And, of course, we're going to go, you know, step four is coaching. And in coaching, um, the one-on-one is the bucket where we communicate about how the employee is doing. So it's going to be inevitable during any coaching uh, experience. And of course, in, in this process, the, the, the manager tools process, performance management, there are two coaching processes that they're going to go through. One that's fully documented according to the corporation in step six, and the first one, which is step four. Um, so this is going to be a period of, gosh, you know, if it's I would be very surprised if it's less than four months, and it may very well be six months, and I don't think that's unreasonable. Now, there are some people out there who say, gosh, that seems unreasonable, but, um, you know, HR will probably ask you to take a couple of months to do what you need to do, unless it's a really egregious case, and mostly in egregious cases, we're talking about somebody who needs to be terminated for cause for a particular incident that's that's egregious. Um Okay, so you're, you've had, let's say, for example, you've had these conversations with the individual for you know, three or four weeks now during the one-on-ones. It's been the kind of primary topic for your time in the one-on-one. It's, it's the thing that you're focusing right. on. Um, so how, how does that na- normally transition to coaching? Ah, okay. Um, great question. And really all it is is, a, is after I get feedback from Jan about what's going on outside of work, whether it's, affect, whether it's affecting her or not, I'm going to say, look, 
the next step is to to put a little bit more emphasis behind the performance improvement and to, and to put you into the coaching model. I'd like to coach you on you improving your performance. Um, and what I would do is I would take I would not in the in the in the one on one that we're talking about her performance. I'm not going to walk through the coaching model. What I'm going to do is set up a time where I can talk her through the entire coaching model. And so let's say we're meeting on Wednesday at three o'clock for our one-on-one. I'm going to say, listen, between now and our next one-on-one, I want to walk you through the coaching model and I want you to be able to think about it and then come back to me next week and tell me how you feel about it. And then we're going to, we're going to lay out, we're going to walk through the entire coaching model, even if it takes an extra half an hour and agree on what our goals are and so on. Um, and um, we'll agree to set up a time, and the first meeting we have about coaching probably won't be in the one-on-one because it just takes longer than 10 minutes. If, if she takes her full 10 minutes and I only have 15 or 20, I need more time than that to walk her through the entire coaching model. Um, and in that, I, walk, I, I show her the, the manager tools coaching model. I talk about each step. I, I, I give her the, the uh, three-by-five card handouts uh, so she can keep them on her desk. Um, and I tell her, look, create a form. You're going to be the one that's going to document this, and I'm going to ask for weekly updates. Um, and and I would like you to do is create a form that addresses each of those steps so that we can talk about what those steps will mean for you and your performance improvement in the coaching model. Okay. And so for our listeners who, new listeners particularly, who haven't listened to the podcast on the coaching, we have that, actually a number of them. The, it starts August 29th, I think, is our first podcast right. we did on the art of coaching, and then we have one on November 28th, and we have a, a couple others. So um, you go back and look at the archives, and you'll find podcasts on coaching, which is way too involved yes. to, to cover right, more detail right. here. Um, so, so yeah, so I'll have a separate meeting that says we're going to initiate coaching. Now, I, I had somebody ask once, well, how are you going to document that? I said, well, you probably don't need to document that particular meeting, because in the next one-on-one, you're going to essentially have her start the coaching process, and you'll have that documentation. If you want, though, just bring out another one-on-one form. You're meeting with her one-on-one. It's not a scheduled one. And then just put in the section, went over the coaching model, and staple to the back of the, the form the coaching model and the three-by-five cards and the notes so that you can this, – this is what we talked about. I walked her through this entire model and showed her how it was designed to help her improve – and if she achieved the goals, we'd stop coaching. And if she didn't achieve the goals, we'd continue to try different resources and different strategies and different contracts in order to get her where she needed to go. Okay. So let's assume now uh, probably most folks are going to are gonna respond to coaching. Coaching is pretty powerful, and it's worked pretty effectively, at least in my experience. Yeah. But occasionally it doesn't. Right. And then we go on to step five of our model here, which is the formal performance discussion. Tell me about that. Well, yeah, before before we go on and talk about the formal performance discussion, Mike, I just want to say something about the coaching model. And I think a lot of people miss it. The purpose of coaching is to, is to uh, not just encourage, but to systematically improve an employee's performance. Feedback is about encouraging effective performance. Coaching is about systematically improving employee performance. And basically what it says is this. You establish a goal in collaboration with the employee. You, you uh, come up with some resources that, that the employee can use themselves to change their behavior. 
you develop an agreed upon contract, a series of steps that they're going to engage in, things they need to do every day or every week, probably three to five things every week or every couple of weeks. And then they implement a strategy and you monitor their performance and they, they essentially try different things to see if they can meet the standard that you've set. And they continue to engage in those behaviors and you continue to analyze their performance and you continue to look at new resources and they continue to try to improve until they achieve the goal. If they try resource number one, a strategy around who knows, in the case of Jan, it might be uh, going to some HR-sponsored training on anger management. I mean, I'm not saying that would be the primary thing, but that might be one thing in your bag of tricks in terms of developmental resources. And if she tries that, for a, for she goes to a series of classes for a month while continuing to work normal hours, and you don't see any change, that doesn't mean coaching is a failure. What that means is anger management is the wrong resource. And you're going to try a different resource. Now, you may be doing several resources at the same time in parallel, and she's responsible for keeping track of all the tasks around this essentially performance improvement project. It just happens to be her performance improvement we're talking about. It's her that's the project, if you will. Um, but if anger management doesn't work, then maybe there'll be a time management course. Or maybe we partner her with Joe, who happens to be very, very gifted at analyzing time requirements of projects and he's really good at getting things done quickly up front so that we tend not to be in a pinch later um it doesn't matter which resource works mike's mike it doesn't matter which resource works what matters is there is performance improvement and you keep going around the circle until you find the right resource and the right strategies using those resources that get the performance improvement that you need to achieve the goal um so I think people misunderstand that. I think they think, okay, I came up with a list of resources. I chose resource one. It didn't work. Okay, what do we do now? Well, choose resource two. Um, now, we don't go through 40 resources. You have to use your best judgment about what the best effort is of the employee, whether or not their attitude is causing it not to work as opposed to the training or the, the resource that you're applying. Um, and by the way, keep in the back of your mind, as our model says, um, you should not be the primary or even the secondary or even the tertiary resource in terms of the trainer. You should be the coach. You should be monitoring performance during their weekly one-on-one, -on -one, what they said they were going to do and what, in fact, they did. In fact, you and I have talked, Mike. You joked that I have the lowest, the low, most lowbrow project management definition in the world, which is my definition of project management is who does, who does what by when. And in the case of coaching, the project is this person's performance. And, and it, basically the project is what does Jan do by when? <laughs> it's pretty simple. And Jan reports to me every week on what she's done and whether she's done it and what date it is and when she expects to get it done. If it's already, you know, she's already passed the deadline. Um, Okay, so we've taken her through the coaching model, and maybe it's taken, you know, you think about it, it, it can't be probably three weeks long because that's that's pretty darn short. If it was that short, probably you're talking about something that would have responded to feedback. But if you had a series of weeks, 10, 12, 15 weeks, where feedback didn't work and systemic feedback didn't work, then probably we're talking about two or three months, which is nothing but eight to 12 weeks um, of you meeting for 10 to 15 minutes at a time um, trying to improve this performance. But if for some reason you use several different resources and there's not a noticeable improvement, um, then you do have to go to step five. Um, again, we're, we're in pain here. We're not happy about it. Um, and we're hopeful we never get to step five. And if coaching works well, you know, like we said, well done you. Um, but if things aren't going well, then you have to have a performance 
discussion. Uh, it's very similar to the first one we had um, in terms of uh, reconfirming and so on. But now there are actually five things we're going to do. And I think you made a critical distinction last time, but I'll walk through them one more time. This is a, this is a meeting that I think can happen in a one-on-one. I've done many of these in a one-on-one, um, but it doesn't have to be in a one-on-one. You could do it in a separate meeting altogether. Um, I like doing them in one-on-ones because I make my best effort to fit things into the one-on-one bucket to keep the rest of my time free. It, le- it leaves me able to do strategic stuff. It leaves me able to, to be more involved in projects and to observe my folks doing what they're doing. Um, so I tend to like putting almost any communication at all into the one-on-ones rather than slicing them up um, and then slicing my team's time up as well. So there are five things that this this meeting is designed to um, uh, achieve. These are the five things you write down, and of course you write down any comments that the employee has as well. We're reconfirming that they're performing below standards. You make some brief notes about the things that led to that and then mention specific things that they haven't done. A lot of times people say, well, I've given her feedback about X, Y, and Z. Well, okay, but what? let's be clear about what X, Y, and Z are because this is part of your documentation to HR. Number two, we are creating a key documentation point. This is just another, it's an elevation of what we did several weeks ago before we started coaching. Again, number three, we're asking for comments about anything, any nature of comment that might explain the performance issue. We want to give them another opportunity to tell us, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, uh, my marriage is suffering right now, or I have a kid who's sick, or, you know, we can't afford medical bills, or whatever the case might be. Um, and, and Mike, as you and I well know, there are a thousand things that impinge upon people's performance. And if you don't ask that question, if all you're doing is focusing on them at work, you're missing a real opportunity to, to find out what the core issue is. People's lives at work are not completely separate from their lives outside of work. One affects yeah. the other. Okay. Yeah. The point is to turn the person around, not to fire them. That's exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if there's something going on at home, you want to know about it. And you know, if it's bad enough at home. You know, if somebody were to say, well, I'm being abused, I'd say, well, look, we're taking this performance stuff off the table. Let, let's see what we can do to help you get around what needs to happen at home first. Um, you know, the likelihood of them changing their performance. You can give them grace. You can go to, you can go to HR and say, look, I've been, I've been documenting this for three months, and now my employee says that she is being abused at home. I want a note from you saying that everything I've done up until now we're going to put on hold, and I want a focused effort from HR and ER and special services to help this person get what they need without, you know, w- within the limits of the law, obviously. And, and you know, that that's the kind of thing, I know it sounds corny, um, but, you know, in this particular case, we're talking about a manager who, you know, five minutes ago, we're talking about a manager who's leading to firing somebody at some point. But those are the kind of stories that make for, you know, heroic tales at companies. Oh, yeah, did you hear that, you know, she worked for Mike Ozan and, and they were really, her performance was really suffering and Mike was working with her for a couple of three months and really went the extra mile and then suddenly discovered it was something at home and he put everything on the back burner and said, no, we're going to take, you know, we're going to do everything we can to take care of your home life first because um, I'm not going to pile on. I, I understand how that must be horrible for you. And then he brought the resources to bear and uh, the home life got, got fixed. And when she came back to work, all the performance problems went away. And then everybody says, that's the kind of guy I want to go to work for, guys like Mike Ozan. So you notice, by the way, that I didn't continue being Jan's boss when it was good. I let you do that, Mike. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Um, now, luckily, I've never had one of those issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, 
And then number four, again, we ask for ideas about how they can improve. Remember, feedback and coaching both are about them improving their performance. And then number five in this particular conversation, notifying the implications of continued failure to prove, continue to fail to improve. Um, and, and it's as simple as, uh, Jan, if you don't meet these standards, I will fire you for failure to perform. Um, or they don't actually ever say, if you don't improve your performance, you will be terminated at some point. They say, gosh, I'd really like to see a turnaround. Or, you know, it's getting to the point where I may not be able to protect you from HR. Or, you know, we're going to have to start documenting. Or, you know, we're going to step two here. Uh, now, at this point as well, because the next step is going within the corporate process, uh, it certainly makes sense to say you could get fired at some point and we are going to step one. That's completely reasonable. But I didn't know what nomenclature to use. Depends on your company and so on. And many companies, of course, don't have a formal process. The smaller companies out there don't. But you don't need a formal process if you follow this performance management standard. This will essentially, in fact, I would argue that there are managers who are listening now whose companies don't have a system or a process, Mike, that if they laid this out for their company, somebody in HR would steal it lock, stock, and barrel. And, and, and we would be okay with that. I mean, I, you know, gosh, we, you know, if a manager does this and they perceive that this was a, a positive thing and the company said, can we adapt that in some fashion, um, we'd encourage them to do that because this will keep you from having to fire people. That's what managers should be doing. Absolutely. Okay, that happens one time. It's a notification. There's not a, a process here other than uh, making sure you cover these five points that you went over during that meeting. Exactly, um, yeah. And then at, after that, then you're into step step six of the process, which is um, doing whatever your your corporate process. Right, and, however, but, but, so but now it's coaching. It's essentially coaching all over again, but now your documentation has on top of it, addition to it, stapled to it on your one-on-ones, it has every corporate process checklist and 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 uh, document to fill out and uh, notification of what benefits are no longer available notification of what ramifications are for being on the system two weeks six weeks eight weeks 25 weeks whatever the case might be regular meetings with an employee relations or an HR person those kinds of things and and and, and obviously if you're in the middle of the coaching process if you're in the middle of step four Mike and you don't see any kind of improvement now is the time to get out your corporate standards for for disciplinary action or corrective action um, so that you know what those things are before you jump into it. Don't get halfway through step six and then wonder, you know, what is my corporate process? And, and, and if it were me and I were a manager, I would call, I would send an e email to ER and I'd say, hey, Bob, my ER guy, um, I would, uh, I have somebody I've been working with. I've given a lot of feedback. I've been coaching them for a couple of months. I'm hoping they get better. I'm not sure they will. I may have it too in a couple of months, give them a formal performance discussion and I'll be putting them on step one, maybe in a couple of months. I hope they change, but they may not. I'd like you to come by my cube. I'd like to set up a time where you come by and brief me on the corporate process for corrective action or disciplinary action or whatever the case might be. Make ER or HR do their job, come to you, serve you, coach you, train you, and, and and basically you say, look, I want us to work together if it comes to that, and I want you to help me understand the step-by-step -step of the process, and then I can call you, and you'll know that I know what I'm talking about, and I'll ask you questions, and you'll be able to help me through it. And what ER or HR person wouldn't love to do that because they know they won't be handed a pile of a bag of rocks at the end, um, 
And you're far more likely to get leeway from them if you bring them up to speed at some point. You don't need to brief them on what's happened thus far. You're just asking them to tell you what the process is. And it may very well be on the web. It may be in a document you've got on your desk. And, of course, those are fine. Um, but getting them involved a little bit early if you feel like you're going to end up there in a month or two is a is a smart strategic political move. Yeah, and, it, you know, all our listeners, you should understand your corporate process now even before you yes. – you know, well before you ever have to, to use it. And I think most people will find that if they do, that maybe with some minor modifications, the the process that we've already walked through would meet the needs of the, the corporate process. Yeah, I've even had, Mike, I even uh, had a huge multi-billion dollar corporate client recently. And when I laid this out for a couple of managers, the ER person saw it and says, well, you would need to go to step five or six. If you go through steps one or four, one through four like that, and you let us know when you're starting the coaching, we consider that coaching to be a bit like our corrective action. Yeah, they'll need to be notification that they're in corrective action, but basically you could skip it and shorten it. And I said, no, no, guys, don't do that. Don't, you know, don't do that. You know, go the extra mile for the employee. Make them go through the coaching process, if you will. Make them twice. Um, but, yeah, HR was thrilled that there was this much detail and, quite frankly, documentation as well. That's it. Do you have anything else you wanted to think? The thing that I, I really want to say is I, I hope this makes people feel better that there there is an end-to-end process that they can understand. And they can refer back to, obviously, now that they've got the podcast. But the most important thing is if you're thinking in your mind what Mike and I are thinking, which is we hope we never get to step four, five, or six, the way to avoid it is to do steps one and two well. And the vast majority of people who are listening to this podcast, I know you well. I coach you all the time. You are not giving enough feedback. If you'll give more feedback and then when need be, give some systemic feedback as well. Um, within the con- you know, on a, on a regular basis as well as doing your one-on-ones, you will find yourself much more successful and you'll never get to step four. And if you don't do those, you'll end up coming back to this podcast and say, okay, what do I do in step four? And doing step four without step one, two, and three is not nearly as effective. That's it. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, sir. All right. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Okay. Great. There you go, folks. We hope you found that useful. Before we go, I'd like to encourage everyone to go to the website and participate in the discussion forums. There's a lot of great conversations and sharing of management experiences there, and I don't think you'll want to miss it. You can find the forums at www.manager-tools.com slash forums. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you all again next week. So long.